Pierre Polyev is choosing to sit behind a veil of ignorance instead. He doesn't want the facts to get in the way of a good political argument or a personal attack. I think Canadians have to ask themselves the question, is that a serious leader? Is that a serious way to handle something as important as foreign countries trying to mess with our democracy? Mm-hmm. All righty. Clear to see the Prime Minister's got a renewed pep in his step and uh, placing the blame everywhere but at his feet. And certainly uh, it's been placed firmly at CSIS's feet uh, and the media. Uh, but he, he looks at this thing as if it's behind him. Um, so it's back to the political games when the reality is Canadians just want this dealt with. They want answers and they want some honesty, not not for the politics, for the good of the country. And, and so Trudeau's not going to override David Johnston's decision to hold an inquiry, but there's indefinite pressure mounting that he has to do this because there are so many questions that simply don't add up still. And, and despite the prime minister, you know, offering the opposition security clearance to review the report, that's all just a game. Because that's about keeping your opponents silent so they can't talk about what's in the report. And what we need right now is actually more transparency. So what happens now? Where do we need to go? China's made clear we should stop playing the game, even though they won't. Dan Stanton, former manager of operations at CSIS, now the director of the National Security Program over at the University of Ottawa, joining us now. Thank you so much, Dan. Oh, good morning, Alex. It's a delight to be here with you. Yeah, you know, we've had a couple of days now, and it's generally not till you get a couple of days away from something and you're able to read through things, get context, and, and really dig into the, the, the details of, of something where you start to go, oh, wow, I didn't see that. And so while David Johnston seemed to think he justified not having an inquiry, um, now that you've seen and read and see what's coming out, where do you stand on this? Well, uh, I was probably like a lot of people, I was quite surprised with the recommendation uh, to not have an inquiry and then not surprised by the decision to accept that recommendation and not have one. I thought there was going to be one. I thought there was kind of a critical mass of uh, reporting or alleged reporting uh, that was building, uh, particularly in the last few months, that uh, there would really be no choice but to say, okay, like you said, transparency in the interest of transparency and openness we're going to have a public review uh, for Canadians. And so I was quite surprised, but I think it's consistent with the damage control the government's been doing since November, which has been kind of poor. They've, they've been filibustering and not being generous. Speak, and it's just one thing after another saying CSIS mm -hmm. didn't send a report, and then whoops, they did send a report. So this is just part of that, I guess you could say, spectrum of not handling a crisis well. Yeah, well, that, that's one thing, uh, one way of looking at it. But the bottom line is, uh, Johnston, in his report, when you actually read it, it, said this is very urgent and it needs to be dealt with right away. Uh, then you've got the, the, the politicians going on and politicking and you've got Canadians who actually want answers to this. Um, so when you've got uh, Johnston saying, yeah, there's a problem here. And what, what seems clear is that they're going to park it at CSIS's feet, which I'm sure those in CSIS are probably not feeling uh, too too great about because ultimately. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you're used to being blamed for everything, right? <laughs> it is. And that's what's happened is, is it's like you see a little bit of it. CSIS should report these things. CSIS should 
phone when they have an important report. It should be, you know, have pop-up pictures in the report. Now we're reading things that apparently there's an email system where people don't read the emails, I guess, because they don't have a, a certain coding or there's no bells going off. So, mm. it, you know, you blame the messenger on it. I think what it is, uh, this is revealing a certain dysfunction when it comes to national security, when it comes to foreign interference from the PRC, in the sense that the government just has not dealt with it, not managed it, not reacted it. And that was the whole point of a public review. What did the mm. government know? What did they know about the interference and what did they do or not do? And, and that would come out in a public inquiry mm-hmm. and Canadians would say, oh, OK, we get it. Either something was being covered up. I don't quite think so. Or it was incompetence. And now everyone's supposed to assume that everything's lovely in the garden because somebody says so. And yet we can't see now whether the reporting is true because Mr. Johnson, all due respect to him, has said mm-hmm. that a lot of allegations aren't true. So if all of these allegations aren't true, then why can't we see the classified reporting? Uh, Because it's like two things. It's like, well, no, we can't show it to you because it's too sensitive and it'll shake the foundations of Western civilization. Or um, it's just not true. Those allegations about interference in writing are embellished and not true. So they can't have it both ways. Well, they can't, yet they seem to get that. I mean, they blame the media for being wrong, and yet you go through the report, and it very clearly shows that, you know, Sam Cooper's reporting, yeah, he laid out the, the operation, and, and, you know, you've got the Globe and Mail kind of punctuating the stuff. And, and yeah, the intelligence says there there are very big problems. I mean, you look at the, the candidate, Mr. Dong, who, who Mr. Johnston just cleared, and yet the intelligence suggests that there was, you know, pretty strong warnings to the prime minister that they should look at this candidate, that there have been issues with nomination. You know, and, and 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 there's still uh, concerns about it with his tight relationship with with the epicenter of this. And yet and yet apparently we'll just welcome him back. And I'm not, you know, obviously yeah. questions are out there. But does this joke go away? It, exactly. And it, it doesn't mean like it's not like everything Global News said has to be true. It's not like everything even the Globe and Mail has reported has to be true. Maybe there are some of the allegations that simply aren't true. Maybe there's some, depending on the sources or the subsources, are off. But I, my sense is that there is something there. And I think a lot of Canadians see, as you say, so much of this double-barreled reporting uh, duplicated in some ways with both, both news organs that there is something serious that was reported and not reacted upon. But I can live with the fact that one piece of a report or some aspects of it, perhaps on on the MP, may not be true, but it doesn't mean that it's all discounted. Right. Which I think most people would be reasonable. It's just that we want to make sure, because if you don't believe the media here and you don't believe all the stories you're hearing, you just need to look to our Five Eye partners who have been actually taking action against us and cutting us out of deals because they've warned us now for years. You guys are really not doing what you need to do. There are threats out there. You're, you're too um, you know, vulnerable to China. And so they're, they're cutting us out of deals, which should be the evidence of proof that we have been failing on this. And I don't care what government it is. It's been going on long enough that it's entrenched its Itself in every level of politics, yeah. our universities across this country. And so, you know, we're, we're talking about either severe incompetence uh, on behalf of the CSIS, uh, or we're talking about, you know, governments or prime ministers who set up the system to fail because then they can say, yeah. well, gee, I didn't know. Well, uh, neither is acceptable. Yeah, not, not so much incompetence with CSIS, because really what CSIS has been doing is they've been doing yeah. their job. 
Uh, sure. it, it's more government. But, you know, the other thing is I don't worry too much about Five Eyes partners. I work with them. There's like 13 mm. of them all together, and, and they're, uh, they don't lose sleep over Canada's domestic investigations. The concern for me is more our Canadian-Chinese community, the Chinese diaspora. Right. Yep. What's the biggest thing people fear in China? It's the police. And then mm-hmm. we've got these police stations popping up all over the place. Apparently, they're being shut down, and then they're popping back up like whack-a-mole in, in mm-hmm. the game. And, and so if you're a Canadian of Chinese background, where your community has been harassed for 30 years by the PRC uh, in Canada, and now you've got these stations, and this is the most blatant manifestation of foreign interference. It's not even a big intelligence threat because they're right in your face. You can find them, mm-hmm. walk by them, you can look and wave at them, and yet the government has done nothing against it. So that's, that's another thing that would come up in the review. It's not just the electoral interference. It, it's what in the last few years has the government done with all the warnings and all the information yeah. of PRC interference in Canadian society. And that's what yeah. it is. Not say cherry pick and say, well, this allegation in global news isn't true. Right. And Michael Chong made a point that he is speaking for a lot of Chinese Canadians who have been living under terror in this country for years. You know, I had um, uh, Margaret McCoy on, on yesterday and she made it pretty clear. We have one chance to get this right. Australia has warned us that we have to get serious about this. Uh, yeah. We have ENSICOP, which was set up to stop this, yet we ignore all the recommendations of it. And so what's your concern, Dan, as you look back? Because Canadians ultimately want this fixed. They don't want the political yeah. games. They want to know that the country's not completely compromised. Uh, by by our enemies. What what I think is going to happen out is I think there is going to be a public inquiry because I think the pressure is just mounting, either through the the media such as yourself or simply through um, I, I guess you could say opposition 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 pressure because I think people just aren't buying it. Um, but you, it you have to take a leap of faith and assume that all the media reporting is basically been off. And, and that, that there is really no problem, and then the government puts a handle on it. And I, I, think, I think there's enough distrust in Canada about our democratic institutions, which is it saddens mm-hmm. me a lot, but yeah. I think it's been mm-hmm. growing. And there's, there's a lack of transparency. And this government talks about transparency all the time, about bringing in the sunlight and we'll all be happy. And this is the time to show some leadership on that in terms of transparency. You can declassify information. I've seen it done. It's not... It's not the end of the world. There's, there's precedence for that. You can, you, can, you can sanitize some reports. You can keep some foreign reporting out. If it's from allies, not likely to be too much in a domestic investigation. So to release this in the public domain would not be the end of isation. It can be done. And I think it's just an excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a sign of weakness. Uh, and uh, China doesn't need our weakness right now. They need a good finger in the eye uh, or a few. Look, Dan, I- I'll call on you again because you got a wealth of knowledge on this that few do. So I thank you so much for um, for joining. Oh, my pleasure. Have a great day. Yeah, you as well. That is uh, Dan Stanton, who uh, former manager of operations over at CSIS, now director of national security programs. And he is not alone in saying uh, this has to be an inquiry, has to have light shined on it. Obviously, the leaks aren't stopping. I'm not sure it was the smartest thing for, for Trudeau or Mr. Johnston uh, to, to mention how awful CSIS is. You know, uh, they, don't, they don't necessarily like uh, when th- they're being put down for mistakes that are clearly government-wide. So uh, the drip is going to still come.